Hi, everyone. This is Arisha Daly from Dear Future Soulmate Podcast. I am super excited today because I have two phenomenal guests. They're husband and wife. They've been a dynamic duo for how many years, Sister Ruth? How long y'all been married? Four, um, four years and six months. Y'all been married four, four years and six months? Yes. Okay, so this is a phenomenal, phenomenal couple here. Um, once you hear their story and their ministry, you're going to be floored at awe, because I was. So um, with no further ado, I'm going to get into it. I have here Sister Ruth, and then I have her husband, Mr. Lamont Smith. Thank you for coming on my podcast today. I'm glad to be on today. Welcome. Hey, Hello, Mr. Smith. How are you? We're blessed. Pastor Smith. That's, that's good. That's good. So what uh what a what better fitting to introduce two um two beautiful people on the eve of Valentine's Day. Um so you know Valentine's Day is coming up, it's fe- um February 14th, and um Everyone makes a big deal about Valentine's Day, even though Valentine's Day should be every day, shedding, spending, um, shedding love to everyone, um, people that we don't know and people that we do know, because that is the charge that God has given all of us is to love. That's the first charge and the last charge that he has given all of us is to love and God is love. So um, I'm just super excited to uh, be with be in the presence of you two. Um, I met Sister Ruth and Mr. Smith through uh, Michelle McCoy. Michelle McCoy is one of my soul sisters. Um, we've been, um, I've been knowing Michelle for about 10 years. We used to work at Terrence Cardinal Cook together. And um, the friendship just trickled over into sisterhood. Sisterhood, um, Sister Ruth is a prophetess and her husband is also a pastor. And um, God has been doing great things within their, their ministry, doing great things within their relationship. Um, and one of the things that I'm so excited about, because the way how God works and um, how his love just trickles over and us just being patient and being obedient to the will of God. Sister Ruth, her name me, um, means carry, carries a lot of weight because I believe right now that the story that I'm a, we're about to unpack is the true epitome of the Ruth in the Bible. And um, Mr. S- uh, Mr. Lamont, who is uh, Ms., uh, Sister Ruth's husband, he is the epitome of a Boaz, of the Boaz we're talking about. So mm-hmm. Sister Ruth, with no further ado, I would love for you to start to, to tell your story in reference to um, how you met your husband. Well, I want to say hello to everyone, and I want to congratulate you for having me on and wish you success on your broadcast. My name is Thank you. Ruth, Sister Ruth, they call me. I was going to school. I was going to school, and I met my husband there. And I was mm-hmm. to get my license and ministry, and also he was in this as well. It came about okay. in the classroom for my pastor, 
Then he went to a woman retreat, and she saw him. She said, well, you look like a pastor. He said, well, I am in God's eye. So she said, well, well, come and join my school. And he said he wasn't able financially at that time, but she said, it doesn't matter. Come on. So he came into the school and, and um, sat down and gave his testimony of why he chose to be a pastor, why his passion being a pastor. And he talked about what he did in prison for 25 years that he was accused of something it wasn't true and he got cleared of that but not knowing that at the time okay uh, i'm hearing the story i'm hearing the story and i'm saying my god they let anybody come to school come to church <laughs> so from that so sister Ruth, let me let me yes. let me inter, let, let me interject let me interject for a minute Let's let's back, uh, let's rewind. Okay. Okay. So let's rewind. Um, before you met your husband, you were a nurse, right? You were a nurse at a hospital, yeah. right? Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And and um, you were good at what you were do- you did and stuff because you were led by the Holy Spirit to um yeah. to take care of the sick um yeah. upon that happening something something traumatic happened to you what was that oh when i was there um i was told to the holy spirit told me to go in and volunteer my service i volunteered my service mm-hmm. when i was illiterate couldn't read or write i went mm. there he told me to sat down to take a test and I said, I can't read and write. He said, just sit down and take the test. I took the test and I passed with 100%. I came a registered nurse. Mm. I went for each test and I passed. Not reading, not writing, not with doing wow. food, not doing anything. But in doing the job as a registered nurse, patients came into the hospital and I would see things happening to them in the past like even down to five years old. And doctors would go and find out what's mm. going on. They didn't know. So they gave up on them. And I said, oh, no, it's over here. This is popping over here. This is that. And from that, I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was coincidental. Then the doctor would take care of the patient. And we had another patient that was waiting in the lobby and a little boy. And he was turning so many colors. And I went outside. I said, what? going on and holy spirit said his appendix erupting so i called dr martin and mm. said, take care of this kid right now this is what happened he took care of the kid right away and saved the kid life the holy spirit saved the kid life then i was in another area in the psych ward and you have patients didn't have a place to stay and they became they pretended they were psych patients and after taking the medication they became psych and and one of the nurses mm. in the room and they attacked the nurse and they would send me to send me to help the nurse. And when I went into the room, I spoke to the person and I told him, why are you doing this? Because you pretend to do this, pretend to do that. And you're taking the medication and you was abused. So let's help you out right now. The patient dropped the nurse 
and sat down and talked to me. Mm. Talked to me. So you had the gift. I didn't know. So let me ask you a question. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. Um, There was something that actually happened to you um, while being a nurse. You lost your eyesight, correct? Yes, I was in trauma room. The Holy Spirit came in. A light, a light came into the trauma room. The trauma room is when you deal with patients that are critical, come in emergency, and we have to revive them. As that was happening, the Holy Spirit came in and came in trauma room and came and spoke in a nice voice, a bright light and told me I wouldn't see. I wouldn't so see. he prepared he prepared you for you for you what your next mission was because you were about to lose your eyesight. Yes, correct. Yes. Okay. So um after um you uh you lost your eyesight what what did were you angry at God at the time because um now your vision was um obstructed? Mm-hmm. Were you upset with God? Did you No. Hmm? I was very comfortable with it. Okay. And the reason why I was comfortable okay. with okay. him is because God know. Okay. Okay. So in reference, um so after you lost your eyesight um, God spoke to you and told you that you should join a church, correct? Yes. He showed me in the spirit okay. the church I'm going to go to. Okay. Okay. And um, so you were obedient to what God was taught, saying to you. Yes. So when you got to the church and you started uh, uh, your ministry, started um, your ministry for school, um, that's when you met um pastor lamont correct yes okay so from there can you tell us the story on how what first and foremost this is such a beautiful love story because here it is sister ruth at this time has lost her vision and she did not know what was about to um unpack or unravel she was just obedient to god everything that god had told her to do she was just obedient with it so, Sister Ruth, um, when I heard your story and when you were telling me, I was just floored. Um, being the fact that you are such a woman of God, you are to me, um, you also are Deborah, um, you know, Deborah in the Bible yes. and stuff. Um, you you take charge. So in reference to that, um, when you are in class with uh, Pastor Lamont, what did you say to your husband that he wasn't your husband at that time? What did you say to him? I saw him as um, uh, a stone pastor in the word. And we were there studying together. And my uh-huh. pastor and him was more or less on the same page. And I just saw him being so smart and elegant. He tell the truth about everything. He explained about what he went through. And that's all I saw was the goodness of him, but anything else, it was nothing there. Okay. So you said to me one day, I remember me having this conversation with you and you went, he was actually on the pulpit Yeah. and you went on the pulpit and you said, um, at the time, uh, Pastor Lamont was, uh, dating another lady. And you said to, what did you say to the pastor, um, while he was on the pulpit? While he was on the pulpit, he was saying, to everybody in the classroom on the church, 
that he was trying to conjure up some money to get married. And the Holy Spirit, mm. he said, well, go tell him that he's not going, that's not going to be his wife. I said, why are you telling me to tell this man that that's not going to be his wife? I said, what are you doing? Prostituting me? What is going on? So I'm sitting there babbling and fighting and, and fussing at the church and the house of the Lord with my pastors and everybody in there. So he's then he sitting on the podium talking about good things and that he's living in sin, but he has to come out of it because he got to get married. All this. Then he came off the podium and God said, go speak to him. I said, speak okay. To him. I read the lady was on his arm. Like she's walking like a peacock, like the, they was getting married at the moment. So I went up there and, and she went back to get her purse off the chair next to the podium, which he came off from. And I ran to him and got in front of his face and pushed my neck out. That's not going to be your wife. And if he had seven arms, he would have slapped me up, but he was in the Lord. So I walked away. He looked at me like I had polio or something. And I said, see, God, you embarrassed me like this. This is not fear. Now, the time that I told him that's not going to buy his wife, I didn't tell him I was his wife because God had not spoken to me at that time. But at okay. the time, I'm going to marry a man I don't know nothing about and don't even have no interest, don't even know his name. This it came in the class when he did his work and went about his business. So that's what he's so doing. So, Pastor Lamont, when Sister Ruth said to you that that the lady that you were um, um, dating was not going to be your wife, what was your response to that? I looked at her like something was wrong with her. I said, who is this woman? <laughs> and I, I, if, if, if I was in the flesh, I would have slapped her because I'm saying, who this woman coming at me telling me some nonsense like that? When I know that in my heart, this is what, this is what I'm going to marry. So I looked at her like she had three heads and she was crazy. <laughs> so okay, so we fast we're fast forwarding and you 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 two are still in ministry, you're still in this in this group, you're still in school and stuff like that. So how 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 was the process of you two um in class together? And Sister Ruth just unloaded everything about you not marrying this lady. And so how was your the, the classroom dynamics? Was it tense, intense? What was it? No, everything was everything was still the same. There was no like change and um because we were basically like sometimes I would have to drive her home, but there was no exchange of telephone number only to be able to pick her up to take her backwards and forwards to school and say goodnight with some other people in the car and say goodnight and have a great night. See you in school tomorrow or the next day or whatever mm -hmm. it was. There was no like no. I was like, mm -hmm. all right. It was just like normal because I was still with the other lady, but we weren't like you know. So uh, okay. Yeah. So, so tell us, tell us a little bit about your background because Sister Ruth said that you were incarcerated for a minute. You know, unfortunately, hanging around the wrong people back in the days, I wound up uh, being accused of a crime I didn't commit. And in the process of that, all the witnesses that were, were actually there with me getting high and smoking uh, and stolen money and the drug money claimed that I was the one who committed the crime. So fighting two years and going mm -hmm. back and forth with the court, uh, 
they wind up coercing me into copping out to the crime that I know I didn't commit, but I had nobody there to you know, to help me out. No lawyers. Everybody was against me. And so they gave me a choice, either take the 15 years of life with the other crimes I did commit back in the days, and they'll give me a package deal. And so I admitted to the crime and uh, wind up doing, you know, getting the 15 years of life. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, so Sister Ruth, um, so you, um, you knowing, yes. um, your husband's background and stuff, and um, God is clearly speaking to you. You was uh, one thing I have to commend both of you for that you were obedient to what He was saying to you. You um so and you weren't led by um your your uh your your eyesight. You weren't led by your five senses. You were led by the Holy Ghost, yes. and that's such a powerful thing. So, um, at this time, um, I remember you were telling me um that your um your at the time uh, Pastor Lamont, who wasn't your husband you uh you helped him out in reference to getting a car and um insurance correct i no i'm i said that the holy spirit told me in classroom that he was um that he's going to get a car and he was no longer going to ride uh-huh. a bike and he needed to get a wallet so i'm in okay. class with my pastor okay and i go up there and tell and then he's going to get a job i go up there my pastor's sitting there on the other side, and I said to you, I said to them, sir, God said that you're going to get a car. You're no longer going to ride that bicycle no more. You're going to have to change that raggedy wallet, and you're going to get a job. <laughs> I told her just like that, and you're going to get a job. Uh-huh. And I walked away. If you saw the expression on his face, everybody in the classroom, my pastor and everybody, looking well my pastor knew what my gift was but everybody was like amazed and he was too like i was disgusted to him yeah i, I thought she was a um, moses mm. you know like like god only speaks to her and nobody else i said who this woman moses or somebody uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i don't, I don't know oh, who gosh. Was telling me on so- but everything she was telling me was coming to pass but it was hard for me to grasp wow. onto that because wow. I, it was it's, it wasn't it's not my gift, and I've came out of a lot of backgrounds where I've seen a lot of people saying stuff and doing stuff under a different spirit. But everything mm. came to pass. But I was so caught up in you know what was going on and what I was going through that I couldn't see her gift. And even today, I still wow. I know it's her gift, and it's not mine. I don't question it like I used to, but I'm still like making sure that what she's saying to people is facts. Because I came out of a lot of backgrounds right. of religion, okay. so I've been around the, you know, the corner, so to speak. And I okay. know what she's saying is true because it's all coming to pass. But it's not my gift, so it, it was it was hard for me to grasp it at that time. I'm getting more uh, familiar with it now, you know, Amen. with the spirit. I'm more familiar now. Okay. That what she's saying okay. is Amen. Fact. Amen. So I'm more familiar now. It's no, there's no okay. doubt in my mind that what she's saying is, is not. It's, it's from God. There's no doubt. 
But one thing I want to okay. say. Huh? So, so let me ask you a question, guys. So, um, it wasn't love at first sight, and you, um, both of you, just had to be obedient to the call and the will of God. Pastor Lamont, when did you hear the call from God to say that this woman is your wife? Uh, about three and a half years after. <laughs> 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 Three and a half years later, because I, uh -huh. coming out of all those bad relationships I had, you know, since I've been home, two two different women prior to having my wife. Now, uh, all of them did me wrong, so I still had that hurt and pain. And I said, "Oh, I'm, I can't go through it again." So one day on the podium, right. after being separated from the one that she told me wasn't going to be my wife, I was still caught up in. Basically, the hurt, uh, uh, being hurt by what they did to me and how they wanted to kill me and mm -hmm. set me up and tell all my business. So I was more or less like using a lot of um, defense mechanism towards her. Mm. You know, using all of that, like saying, now nah, you got to wait for me. Uh, I have to get myself together. Uh, let me get over this. You know, basically, I told her she had to wait for me until I can love her the way that. I want to love in the way God want me to love her. She had to wait for me. Okay. So I ran. So you had residual stuff on you that you had to right. break free from. Right. So, so Sister Ruth, how did you respond to that? When I said, I said, I'm out. I told my, I told my father that I'm a virgin and I don't need nobody. I'm happy mm -hmm. with you giving me. I'm putting a sign out the building and I'm leaving. He doesn't respect you, and you okay. feel like I'm a prostitute or something. And I put this sign uh -huh. out and went went to Virginia and bought a house. Came okay. back to Virginia, to ready to pack up the leave. The owner sent his son to bring me back my money and told me he, the house is not being sold. Wow. So, so from there, what happened? Did you come back to New York? Yeah, I came back, and he came by the house, <laughs> and he knocked on the door, and he said, well, I'm going to help you out here. And I said, you're going to help me? I said, let me tell you, I'm telling you one more time. God said you need to get your life together and change your environment. Mm. And that was it. Okay. So, Pastor, Pastor Lamont. Yes. What? So, um, with all the residual stuff that you had on you, when, when, when was the time that you got convicted and say, let me just, um, surrender and um, let me, um, do the will of what my father asked me to do. I, I was at work and I believe I got sick around that time, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, I got sick around that time and... I said, all right, Lord, I don't, I don't know what you're doing, you know, what you're allowing to happen in my life. But if she's the woman that you said is going to come to me and tell me that I'm going to be her, her husband, I'm willing to submit. But you're going to have to help me through this process because you know what I've been through, mm. Father, and I don't want to have to go through it again. I don't know what I'm going to do if that happens. So he said, I'm saying I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to leave it in your hands. 
And that's exactly what we still doing even till today. Putting it in the father's hand. Wow. Because he did it. So, so can you please it. Yeah. So can you please uh give us the um the scenery of how you proposed to Sister Ruth? Because I love this part. This oh. is some good stuff. He's gonna send you a video, but he's gonna tell you. One day uh they had called me because they wanted me to come share the word. You know, I mean um they use all the ministers that graduated in the class, you know, pastors, reverend ministers, to come in and preach. So the pastor, when she was alive, mm -hmm. she had called me and she said, listen, I need you to come bring a message. So I called um, Prophetess Rosane, my wife today, and I called her and I let her know that the pastor wants me to give a message. She said, you don't have a message? Well, mm -hmm. she said, well, speak on, just do it. I'm saying, just do it. Okay. Mm. So I went back and I basically studied on, you know, the scriptures. And I got it. I still forgot to pull out that scripture. And I think she told me it was in James. I think it was James when it says, not to only be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. And it's in okay. James. I forgot the exact chapter. But it says, not to only be hearers, but also doers of the word. So she said, preach on, just mm -hmm. do it. So that morning while I'm, you know, going, you know, studying, the Lord said, grab your ring, put it in your pocket, and when you go into church, do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, really? <laughs> the congregation? Do what? He said, yeah, I want you to go up there, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you when to do it. <laughs> so, in there, preaching the word, and all of a sudden, I'm up there struggling now because he said, do it. Just do it. Just do it. Unction to just slide off the podium and get on my knees, pull out the ring, and, 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 and got next to her. Said while I was preaching, I said, "Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it in the spirit?" Now, now mind you, when you hear me, you're going to see it was in the spirit. So my legs are shattered. Both my knees are shattered. My legs are shattered. And so when I say, are you going to do it? And the music, everybody had the cameras and everything. This was not even staged. It was like it was like the whole thing was staged by God. And so I jumped off, slid, okay. on the, slid in front of her, and I said, here. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Take this ring. She said, in the blood of Jesus. <laughs> 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 I mean, but the way everybody so you, pull out their you camera. You bad me. Huh? Wow. What? That that I and you know I know when the Holy Spirit comes into a room and I know when the Holy Spirit yes. um overtakes you. You, you feel no pain. There is nothing. Nothing. Huh? I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel no pain or nothing. Right. I so, slid on my knees like James Brown. Even with your knees. <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't feel nothing. Even with your bad knees and all, you slid on and you um, proposed yes. to That's your wife. That's what I know was the Lord. That is such a beautiful thing. You wait till you and, see the video. Um, it's short what because I, it, it wasn't so staged. So they got a the portion of that what happened. They, they didn't go to the time we were up there preaching. Because they, they don't do videos in that church. But that day, everybody just took out their camera and okay. they began to just, you know, do the portion of what they seen in the video. You know, what was taking place. And there were people even there. They was like okay. shocked. Everybody, I was even shocked. Okay. 
because it wasn't something we said, you know what, this going to be my wife, I'm going to be mm. a husband. And, you know, it wasn't something we planned. God put, he orchestrated the whole thing. And all the people that wanted to get with me, mm. and I knew they did, wasn't God's choice for me. And they were mad. Right. Some of them were mad. Even though they were taking the picture, they were mad and all that. Anyway, but God, wow. he had it already planned out. Because if I, I wouldn't have chosen anybody in the church because everybody in the church is my sisters in, in Christ. You know, I speak to everybody as my brothers and sisters mm. in Christ. I didn't come to church looking for nobody. You know, everybody is sisters right. and brothers. So when God did this, that's why I was kind of running too because I'm saying I'm not coming to church to get no, you know, nobody from the church. But when she said that God said that, mm-hmm. I had to submit to it after three years later. But... <laughs> But that, that was something. I mean, just <laughs> just think, looking at it now and looking at it now. Yeah, and no, vision. you didn't talk. We didn't phone call. We didn't talk. We didn't phone call. We never said, hey, meet me over here at the restaurant. Uh-huh. I'll come over tonight. I'm going to sleep with you. And we're going to party and eat cake and cookies and popcorn and potato chips. It was nothing. It was just like God said it. We're running. I'm not submitting. She's running because I'm not submitting. And and it was like, I'm telling you, it's, it's just amazing. Just amazing. It is amazing. It's a, and you know, one of one of the one of my favorite books of the Bible is Ruth. Mm. And the reason why I liked Ruth so well is because she was obedient, she was loyal, loyal mm. to her mother-in-law, not even her own mother, but loyal to her mother-in-law. And one of the other things that I liked about uh, Ruth is the fact that Boaz. He was such a stand-up person. He was, um, he was actually respected in the community. Right. You know, he not only did he have wealth, but he had integrity. And everything that you say, and um, you two are just the epitome of the Book of Ruth, because mm. of the simple fact both of you were obedient. You know, mm. obedient to the call, obedient to what God has to offer. And not only did He bless you, but He blessed you with the ministry. And that it speaks volumes to that too, as well, yes. mm-hmm. because God is such an intentional God. He is a person that orchestrates everything. And you know, our flesh do rise up. And I heard your t- your two you two your story. Sister Ruth was like, "Listen, I'm not waiting for you. You taking too long." And you were saying, "Oh, you know, <laughs> I, no one told Wait, me don't I mean. my husband, my wife." Yeah, and um, being the fact that you had some residual stuff on you, but you know she was obedient to God, and that's loving God first. And you know that is the true testament of um, what love is. You know, um, mm-hmm. not having any fear, loving God, even though whatever He's saying doesn't make sense at the time, but you're still trusting in Him, trusting for Him to do the ultimate. And you know, I, I'm I'm just at awe every time I speak to Sister Ruth. She always has me in tears. She's either I'm getting cold bumps or stuff like that because what she be prophesying is so true. And what you what you were saying, Pastor yes. Lamont, is the fact that she what she speaks is the truth, and she does have a gift. She has the gift to see, oh, yeah. even though she's Woo. lost her vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and that was one of the things that I was I was also looking at too. Because I'm saying, I said I said do things in front of her, 
I said, because is she telling the truth that she lost her vision? Because she could tell me what color clothes I have on. She'll say, hey, look at wow. the keys over here. Oh, the money over there. One day she, I came over to the house to, to get the animal out of her house. <laughs> and in the drawer, I had there was some glue in the drawer. So I went in the drawer to get the glue out because I was going to take it and use it for something I needed to do in the car to fix the car. And she said, why, mm -hmm. why did you take that glue out of my drawer? I said, I'm only bought it. I'm going to bring it back. She said, no, you're stealing. Because <laughs> you didn't ask me. I said, excuse me? She said, yeah, you're stealing. So I, <laughs> I said, you, I'm not stealing. I, I, okay, she said, yeah, you know, you didn't ask for it. So therefore, you're stealing it. Oh, look at the color jacket you got on. You got on a greenish colored suede jacket. Even now. Sometimes I'm, I'm not conscious of, you know, when I'm walking with her, I might tell her, come on, you know, let's do this. Let's do that. Oh, stay here till I come back at a restaurant. Stay here till I come back. Because I see that her vision, okay, maybe her sight, you know, physically, but her spiritual uh -huh. vision is, is, is I mean. It's on point. Yeah. We riding by and a, and a white van flew by us one day and everybody was in a car. She said, you saw that white man just go down that block? And I'm saying, Lord, <laughs> is, she, is she saying this to get sympathy? Like that? Oh. Oh. Pastor Lamont, like does that scare you? Tell me what it is. Tell about the man. So, Pastor Lamont, does that scare you? Doing, doing the car. Oh, yeah. When I, One day I was going and a guy, hey, hold one day I was going and went to a Dunkin' Donuts. And the guy in the Dunkin' Donuts said, hey, listen, Bumo. So we started talking because I like ministering. So he said, listen, I'd like for one day you come meet me over such and such. And I told her about it. She said, listen, that's when we, we got married. She said, listen, I'm advising you, don't go with that man. Because I can see them guys throwing you against the car and beating you up and robbing you. Now, mind you. Wow. I'm like, what are you saying? This guy's somebody I can minister to. And she described exactly what this man looked like. Ooh. Right? And and what really brought it to my attention, what she was saying was truth, because he didn't call me on the same exact number he gave to me. Now, if I don't wow. went, they were going to rob me and take the car and everything else. They were going to rob me. Wow. But what made me really wow. listen to what she said was when the man called me on a different number and tried to describe mm. his voice and everything else. She said, that's the same man. And if you go there, that's what's going to happen to you. So I said, I'm not going. You ain't got to tell me no more. Mm -hmm. and, but she'll right. see stuff across the street or she'll see somebody walk by. She said, you see that man, how he just looked or how that woman just looked? Look at that woman standing there looking at you and you in the car. And good thing you turned your head and kissed at me because she was after you. I'm like, okay. Wow. Now, you don't have to convince me no more. I know. Tell about the restaurant. The restaurant. If, if we tell you what, what God is doing, I mean, the restaurant, people crying, telling people business. I, I don't doubt no more. I was scared. Of so can you? So can you tell me about your ministry that you two built together now? What's the, well, the ministry, ministry that you two actually, got going the ministry, on? She, the ministry that we are a part of is actually God put it upon her heart to start the ministry. And 
Mm-hmm. Because God has given both of us the gift to work together, we intertwine mm-hmm. uh, my um, what God has given me as well as what He has given her, and we put it together. So I'm more. So of the, what's the, what's your gift? Well, in, in the ministry, I'm more of the preacher and uh, the okay. teacher, more of the teacher. Uh, I'm talking about evangelize, but more a teacher and the and the preacher of the ministry. She, she's more, and, mm-hmm. and now she said I'm. Now she said I'm the singer, so I had to brush up on that because I don't know what she's been hearing, but she's she's right about it because everybody telling me the same thing. Wow! I'm in myself. I know I cannot sing. Anything, but when when it happens, they crying for me to come and sing. But I know Mm. I can't sing in myself, so I know it's all about God, just like with her. She can't do some things on her own, but with God, we can do all things. And so we exactly all God is intertwining all this to work together. Sometimes it may get mm. sometimes I she might get hard headed, I might get hard headed, but then we say, you know what? Let's put it all together and let God mm-hmm. do what he got to do, and it works. Mm. Because you know, she's coming mm. from one background and I'm coming from one background. When we put it in God, say let, let's let God have his way. And ooh, no, forget it. It's a beautiful thing. It's awesome. Wow. Awesome. Now I'm going to say awesome. <laughs> that's right. That's just, that's just the Ruth's word. Awesome. <laughs> Sister Ruth. So let me ask. Huh? <laughs> She's talking to you. Who you talking to? Me or Pastor? Pastor Ruth. I'm, I'm talking to Sister Ruth. Go ahead. I'm talking oh, to Pastor Ruth. Pastor, Pastor Ruth. Ruth. Yes. yes um, I wanted to say this. Can I, I'm going to, I got to run in here right quick. Okay. Run and come back. Um, I'll be back. Um, I want to say this, this too, too. I'll be right back. Um, I'll be right it back. was, um, I took care of his mother. My aunt. His aunt. Before I even came before, home. Before I even know him, he came home. home. When they find out that we were okay, couple, wow. they was, they was flipping, jumping and hugging <laughs> and crying right and saying, I took care of the family, yes. And they... To get me, gave me honors. So just like you said. Okay. Okay. I, I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know that you're on the road and you you two are busy people, um, spreading the gospel. But there was something that you said to me. Um, I, I'm as you know, I'm single, and I'm I'm looking for my Boaz just as as well as you you know you finding yours. And um, you said that my husband is not going to look at m- in my external, but he's going to look at my internal. Can you um, expound on that? Can you tell me what Absolutely. you mean by that? Absolutely. I can explain that. When I said it, spiritual, you have, and we all have, dealt with outside experience. God has teaching you to date. He's going to send you your boy as in the spirit because he's going to date your spirit because what you write, what you speak about is who you are. A lot of men and women mm. don't take time to date the inside. They look on the outside. God has taken you from the outside to bring your man from the inside. So when he mm. reads your article, when he comes on your show, when he comes in your room, he's seeing who you are inside. It doesn't matter okay. what you look on outside. He's taking us from the visual 
to the spiritual relationship that he has for us already. Mm. So he's taking that to you and he brought you mm. on this show to have this show to get the man that way. And when he reads your article, each one you deal with, mm. I, I say myself, is a beautiful thing that you tap in to our soul and elaborate on what you see that you need to see and you learn it and we get the same attention that we want to serve our father. So now he's setting you up mm. big time to get your boys from the <laughs> internal because that's a lasting relationship forever. Outside, I'm uh -huh. coming from the spiritual, you coming from the the physical to the spirit. So it seems and I'm coming like from the spirit to the physical to bring them back but to the spirit. Sister Ruth, so um, you've been the there. Now he's taking you to the supernatural spirit within you and uh, everybody. And if you pay attention, down. you'll get How exactly what you want. Woman, but it's not um, your choice. So he got you to show. That and he got me possible. seeing you. Um, Hallelujah! She, she didn't know that everybody you entertain on the show is going to build your phone map. That he was to show um, your bone coming out of jail. Who you are um, inside from no your job Lord? Because he's looking for a mate like that. There's men out here looking mm -hmm. for that because there's a lot of show on the outside, but you got the show on the inside. Amen. Amen. So we just had a little technical difficulty because we lost you for a minute. But um, Sister Ruth, your story, I'm just at awe with your story. And when I see you in person, I would love for you to put your hands over my eyes so I can actually visualize in the spirit what that what my husband looks like and stuff. Um, uh, Sister Ruth is a true testament. And her husband is a true testament of what obedience is. And I would just want to say, um, in closing, from Dear Future Soulmate podcast, wishing you love, peace, grace, health, wealth, and prosperity. Stay well.